So we're back. This is Ship Bake Podcast. My name is Leanne. And my name's Lauren. And this is episode three. Yeah. We're on our third episode already. It's been so much fun already. I know. It's been a lot of fun. We're going to do a little quick disclaimer that I think we do every episode, but just usually halfway through. This is for 18 plus because we do deal with mature content. And a little bit of swearing now and again. Just a tad. <laughs> so how was your week? My week is good. I've been uh, really busy with work. Um, I was with you yesterday. I don't know if you remember, but... I know. I was thinking it's been a long time since I've seen you. <laughs> so we had a really fun time out with um, Laurie McCarthy of Cod Sands doing part of our documentary for Taking Root. And uh, we went out foraging with her and then had like a little boil up on the beach and did an interview and it was super fun. She's so fascinating. I could talk to her for hours. She's so passionate about everything that she does and is just really good at responding to questions and, and wanting to kind of impart her wisdom with you. Yeah, I found her really easy to talk to and just super passionate, like you said. It was really cool and she I learned so much about it. It was really nice to go out with her. So anything get you ship bait this week? Actually, yes, this one was actually creepy. It didn't happen to me as my sister. So my sister works in the hospital and she's on call a lot. So she has a pager and um, she works like crazy hours there. And so she was, she has a case room that she sleeps in. And when she can do that between shifts or whatever. And um, she was falling asleep. And then this room actually, yeah, she, she, was, so she was falling asleep. And then all of a sudden she felt someone like touch her nose. What? And then she woke up and then her pager went off. And she said it was like she knew someone touched her nose, but there's no one in the room with her. And apparently the room that she was in was um, a patient's room before. So people have died there. And my sister, Aww. it doesn't sound like that weird, but for my yeah. sister to say that. Is, she's pretty like straight. Oh, like she basically like told me like when she went through med school, she's like, yeah, basically there's been research done and nothing happens when you die. You just die and there's nothing. Like yeah. she's one of those people who's like, yeah, ghosts yeah, yeah. aren't real. There've been tests. <laughs> she's like, she's one of those. So like. For her to say that, and like even since she started working in the hospital, she's now is like, yeah, there's ghosts around. Like I believe in ghosts now. Like which is so kind is this of St. Clair's or Health Science. St. Clair's, which is really, yeah. is really close to us, because we're on. Um, I've heard it's Campbell I, Avenue. I heard a few things about that place. For yes, sure. and actually, one of our future guests may be someone that works there. So we'll get into that another time. But it's a notoriously also, haunted place yeah. here, actually. I had my wisdom teeth out there. Did um, you? Yeah, about oh. two or three months ago now, and. Uh, I'll, we'll save that for the surprise <laughs> one, but it was, I didn't have a good feeling when I really? woke up. Like, it's just weird. Wow. But, yeah. Anyway. What about you? Do you have any ship bake experiences? Yeah, so I have um, a little bit of a, I'm a little bit sensitive. I'm sensitive to everything <laughs> in terms of being a scaredy cat, but um, dolls and, like, mannequins and, like, things like that freak me out. Mm -hmm. And my um where I work they were having a yard sale and they brought in some stuff to put up for sale on the weekend and one of them was a cutout of Sheldon from the Big Bang Theory. Oh okay. You know like you get the cutouts in like the movies or something like that in the cinema or, like to advertise something. Mm -hmm. It was just a cutout of him. I don't know where they got it from maybe on eBay or something and um they had this idea to like put it in the window of the office. Anyway every time I don't know it's there like, I know it's there, but every time, about five times a day, I go, <gasps> like, it makes me jump. I, I, like, as soon as I go into the office in the morning, or I go and make a cup of coffee, just, just, anyway, so we decided to put it in a window, mm -hmm. like, looking out of the office onto the 
under the car lock. That's awesome. And you can see everyone else just kind of like, because <gasps> <laughs> you really think it's so on for a bit. So the reason I want to say that story, because he's making me shit bake like five times a day, is that we're in your living room right now and there is a freaking mannequin on the couch. <laughs> like there's literally a white faceless, like it's like a child mannequin. <laughs> like it's about the size of a six-year-old cross-legged yeah. on a couch with a pink <laughs> guitar. Like, what the hell? The end. <laughs> I got that. <laughs> that was on sale at Sears when they were closing down. So, <laughs> so it is a child one, right? Yeah, because the, there were adult ones, but they were huge and like some of them were missing arms and stuff. But and not in a nice way. It was kind of just... They had That's chips. not a nice thing either. <laughs> but it's just for decoration? Yeah. Okay. And the adult ones were more expensive. I actually kind of wanted like a room full of them. Oh, no. I, it... can't, I actually can't look at it. Like, do you watch American Horror Story? I seen... did the first like two or three seasons, I think. There's like a... I guess the only way I can describe it is like... I suppose like a, a gimp character, I guess. is in like complete latex. It looks like a... The morph suits. A mannequin. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. That... Uh, I just... I can't... I can't even look at it. <laughs> when my, like, anytime I see something in a film, I'm like, and I, I, like, I actually have to turn them away. Right now. <laughs> but anyway, that's my, that's my introduction for this week for sure. So cheers, cheers. So and welcome to guest number. Well, it's two. two. Yeah. Um, Jennifer. Hello. How are you today? I'm good. How are you? Good, thank you. <laughs> Thanks for coming on the show. Exciting. So this is the first time I've met you. Yes. But you guys know each other? Yeah. We met twice. Yeah. Which... Through, we work together. So yes. Jennifer's a photographer. Yes. Mm -hmm. I am a wedding photographer mm -hmm. and my business is Jennifer Georgette Photography. And awesome. I've been really busy. <laughs> <laughs> so I've been tired, but I'm glad you guys are doing this. Super fun. Yeah. Awesome. And Jennifer's really good. Like, I know this is an audio thing, but visually her photos are beautiful. Oh, so where can we see? Are you on Instagram? Yes, Jennifer Georgette Photo. Awesome. Definitely check. Find me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I How love Instagram. <laughs> How long have you been doing weddings for? For four years. Oh, wow. So, yeah, it's and been good. And you recently moved back to St. John's? Last year, yeah. I was living in Alberta for four years and Saskatchewan for six. So I've been away for like ten, which is crazy, but... Glad to be back, for sure. Awesome. So tell us a little bit more about you, like, where you grew up and stuff. And... Um, I was born in Saskatchewan in 87, so I am 30. <laughs> and I lived in Saskatchewan until I was six and then moved here and lived in Portugal Cove, went to Beach Cove Elementary, and then PwC. Represent. I think you went to PwC as No, well. I didn't. No. I, I had okay. friends from there because they used to swim. Yes. And, like, everyone I went to swimming with was from PwC, so... Yes. I hung out with, like, people from there sometimes, so... They're awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I went to PwC, then went to Kona, and then moved to Saskatchewan when I was 20, and then did a few odd jobs out there before coming back here. Odd jobs are fun. What kind of they odd jobs fun. did you do? I worked for TELUS for a bit, okay. <laughs> and then I worked at the RCMP as a stenographer, Wait, and then... Uh, what, what, what? A stenographer <laughs> is a person who... I guess they answer dispatch calls. Oh. So like emergency oh. calls and stuff, but not to 911. So it was like a local. Okay. Number. That must have been interesting. It was very interesting. And I lived in North Battleford, Saskatchewan, which if you Google it, has the most crime per capita in Canada. Oh, wow. So it was quite wow. busy. And it was very interesting. A lot of yeah. different crimes and stuff. So super interesting. <laughs> Maybe we'll get into that into our stories. 
Yes. Yeah. Well, the place <laughs> after that is more of a story. Creepy. I worked at the North Battleford Youth Center after that, and then I went to Alberta and worked in corrections there for a bit. So you've so, had a, uh, quite very, a few different jobs. Your diverse resume. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I have so many questions buzzing around in my head, <laughs> which is awesome. Mm-hmm. Exciting. Um, so obviously our podcast is time for shit-baked, mm-hmm. because I get shit-baked all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, probably less so. But... I'm all desensitized from my childhood, <laughs> but I love scary things. Yes. Let's I still love yes. being scared, but... Mm-hmm. I'm with you, yeah. I'm kind of desensitized from working where I've worked, but I do still get scared. Yeah. <laughs> what scares you? Well, this week, ooh, it wasn't scary as in, like, ghosts and stuff, but I shot a wedding, and I just bought a brand new camera. Mm-hmm. And I put the camera card in after the wedding to upload the pictures, and it said no image. And then mm. so I put the card back in the camera, <laughs> and it said I went to hit play, and it said no image. Mm. And so that's I, terrifying. My heart dropped out, and I was panicked and couldn't breathe, and like mm. shit baked for sure. Yeah. yeah. And then stopped, and like luckily the camera had two slots, so I put in the other card, and it did have pictures on it. And then realized that my camera didn't have the setting on it to record to both cards. Oh, okay. <laughs> so I fixed it, but it was terrifying oh, and yeah. not very good. So uh, anyone who ever has that happen, yeah, take your camera. <laughs> I did it's scary. I had yeah. a very, very brief couple of years doing wedding videos and my first one ever. I it was luckily it was a friend of a friend, but sometimes that's worse because mm-hmm. they know you and they're probably gonna see yes. you in social settings. But anyway, it was their wedding and I shot the ceremony. I was just doing it on my own, first time ever. Lowballed it completely because I was like, I have no idea if this is going to work or not. And we got to the reception and I stupidly took the card out of my camera and put it in my Mac to upload and kind of make sure that I had the footage and be able to store it while I shot the rest. And it wasn't reading it. Like, there was nothing on this card. Mm. And I had to do the whole of the reception. Uh. Knowing that I basically lost yeah. the most important part of the day, uh, I recovered it the next day, like out of hours of googling and. Yes. But then I feel like how I shot the reception was really shit because at that <laughs> point I was like, they're not going to have a wedding. That's all I could think about was uh, this. So I hear terrifying. that it's yes. terrible, it's devastating because the they entrust you with so much. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it literally yeah. can happen so easily. Sometimes yes. you have no control over it. Sometimes you pull yeah. it out a little bit or it didn't go in properly. Yes. And, I've yes. had issues with like one brand of cards I used to buy and like I had the same thing happen but I could recover it once like but I realized it halfway through a shoot too and it's like it is the worst feeling ever mm-hmm. honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, Kingston. <laughs> I will never use another Kingston card ever Interesting. again. No? Yeah it's it's awful. Like they're kind of the cheaper brands so when I was starting out I didn't realize like Mm-hmm. You have to go with Lexar or, yeah, like, or Sandus because it does matter. Like off-brand names or like the cheaper ones, they're just going to cause you grief, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All these opinions are our own. <laughs> I will badmouth Kingston until <laughs> the day I die. <laughs> I don't care. Yeah. Sue me. So we asked you to kind of think of a few shit-baked stories mm-hmm. before you came. And I think you had an idea of where you wanted to start. Yeah, so... I'm not sure if I believe in ghosts, but I have had experiences where I feel like I could. Ah, <laughs> uh, when I was 13, I think it was 13, we live, well, my mom still lives in the house. It's down in Portugal Cove. It was a church manse. So it wow. belonged to the church for years, and then they bought it when I was quite young, and it was ours, but people always told me it was haunted. And I didn't know if it was just because they were 
mean buttheads, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> or oh. if it was actually haunted. I have a question. What's a yeah. church manse? Is that just what you said? The manse is, yeah, it was the... I don't know if they're ministers or priests there. It's United Church, so the oh, okay. where the minister or priest or whomever would live. would live. Oh, okay. And they decided to sell it because their person wasn't living there, so then we bought it from the church. So it looks like we live in a church house. Growing up, everyone thought I was like a church yeah. kid, but... Cool. Yeah, I couldn't do that. Yeah, so yes, exactly. <laughs> a, a lot of people, same thing. They were like, mm, weird. <laughs> so they wouldn't, yeah. So when I was 13, we had... There was four of us siblings, and then I had two stepbrothers, and then my mom and my stepdad. So quite a few of us in the house. Yeah. And so there's always lots of noise and things going on. But then one day I was just kind of laying down in the basement, because that's where my room was, chilling out. And I heard someone walking upstairs, and then lights going on. And I didn't really pay much attention, because we had so many people in the house. But all of a sudden, someone came home, and I went out, and it was my stepbrother David. And I said, oh, David, like, were you home before? And he said, no, no. I said, oh, is someone else home? And he said, no, nobody's here. And I said, but I just heard somebody walking upstairs and like the lights were on. And he was like, no, honestly, like I haven't been wow. here. Nobody's been here. And then nobody else was there. Oh, really? <laughs> so you saw the lights oh, go on? I did not see that, but I heard it. And I heard some like steps walking because it was quite a... Oh, like it's an older house. So <laughs> the cheese. I know the cheese. Yeah. And Marion joined a really nice cheese ball, and the knife just sort of like slid out. <laughs> and me being me, I'm like uh, hyper aware. Yeah. 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 Uh, creepy. The <laughs> girl the cheese knife. Yes, the cheese knife. Um, it was creepy. So though. how old were you at that time? Like thirteen ish, ish. Yeah, I was oh. in junior high, I think. Being all angsty, listening oh, to music. Yeah. <laughs> what kind of music did you listen to? I listened to like Sum 41 and Good Charlotte and like Bad Religion and stuff. I love Good Charlotte. Thinking I was punk rock. <laughs> I used to not like them because there was a kid I babysat who used to listen to them and he's sweet as anything, but I had to listen to it a lot oh, when I didn't yeah. want to. Yes. <laughs> yes, it could be a lot. <laughs> so yeah. did you like in kind of push the matter a bit and ask a few more questions well I always just told everyone our house was haunted then that was just it I was like no it's haunted and I just decided to accept it and not be scared and hope that they were happy ghosts if they were ghosts or whatever they were and that's still creepy like that moment that you realize like that it they wasn't yeah Yeah. (laughs) it wasn't someone try and rationalize everything like you're like oh I was this person or it could have been this and but yes. really, yes, could have been a creek, could have been like a mouse, anything really. But yeah. like, the no. lights were on, so in no. my opinion, so like they turned off. It just literally makes your blood go cold. Yes, because... yeah. yes. <laughs> and then my next creepy instance, I guess, wasn't really like horror, but I worked at the RCP for quite a bit, yeah. and I was this in Alberta, in North Battleford, North so Saskatchewan. Okay, um, and it was it's. Kind of a small town. There's a Walmart, so that's how I gauge things. <laughs> There's a Walmart too, Tim Hortons, so like that's how big it was. Yeah. And I lived like three blocks from the detachment, and I worked a lot of night shifts till like one and three in the morning, and I figured I would walk oh. home. So I used to walk home all the time with no issues, because I don't know, why wouldn't you? But then one night, as soon as I started walking, a truck started following me. And oh. like at first I was thinking like, maybe it's just someone driving slow, whatever, but like it slowed down right next to me. So I started walking faster and then it started picking up and then I walked faster and it kept going faster. And then I ran into a random back alley and it went up and turned around and tried to come back into the alley. And luckily I went into like someone's yard and just hid and did not come out until they were gone. But like, 
that had me shipping. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, I you... never walked home again, ever. No. So were so you crazy. leaving this place on your own? Yeah, like I worked at the RCMP, so I figured it was safe to yeah. like. And there was walk no one else home. on shift with you? There yeah, there was like cops and stuff, but yeah. I don't know. You just How old were you then? Twenty one is when I started there, so oh. Was it nighttime? Yes. It was like one in the morning or three in the morning. One of the two. It was like, I got off at one or three. So wow. one of the two. And it was like, it's still, you shouldn't be walking in there. So <laughs> explain like the vehicle. Like what kind? It was a red truck and like tinted windows. And there was, you could see guys in it because I looked and saw the front or whatever at first. And like, just creepy. It's crazy how like one little tiny instance that you don't even know if it was something. It could have been nothing, yes. But the fact that right. he turned around and came back up the alley. Yeah, I was that's like, a Is bit... this like, yes. Yeah. I'm just is looking at creepy? the population size like there 14,000 I think. Oh, okay. Ish, or... Metro, it says 19 now, but at the time oh, yes, it could have been. Yes. Ish. Yeah, I find like small towns, every small town has like some really dark stories that like don't oh. really make it into media you know what i mean yes same with like even where i'm from like topsail and cbs there's all these like creepy stories yeah. about just <laughs> weird people that have never left like their areas <laughs> that just do weird stuff was that kind of like they kind of above the law in a sense that there isn't such a huge police presence mm-hmm. yeah i remember small towns in england but even i've heard stories here that like you know if there was a bad person in town the people went and looked after it themselves like there wasn't mm-hmm. really no police investigation kind of thing so mm-hmm. creepy though that's stories. really that would be unsettling and that it did was. change your lifestyle a yes. little bit there yes sure. i definitely have anxiety uh. <laughs> there it was yeah a busy place but it was alright. So can you tell us anything about any of the calls that you um, got when you were on there? On April Fool's one time I had a really sad call that was a suicide. But it was like April Fool's, so it was just uh, that was oh. that was hard. That yeah. was a hard one. So yeah. it kind of put but, you off guard, really, Yeah, super off guard. But yeah. other there's a lot of funny calls, like people would call in, couldn't find their vehicle or something, so they would just like <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's my vehicle. But then there was a lot of sad and Yeah. It's RCMP, so I get Did you find it hard working there? Did you like it or I did enjoy it for sure, but it was I didn't like working nights. But no. then I went on to work a job which I work nights. So. <laughs> <laughs> but no nights anymore. Pretty reassuring person. Like to mm-hmm. have be really scared I'd say the wrong thing and stuff. Yes, yeah, yeah. You get some calls, like, people would call in in super distressed situations where they're just panicked and you have to remain calm and keep them calm to get their information, and it was okay, and I was good at it, but it is stressful and it takes a lot out of you. Yeah. you probably take it home, I'd say. Definitely, yeah. yes. Yeah. But you have a nice calming, like, I don't want to say aura, because that's not the right <laughs> word. <laughs> I don't want to say aura. That word, yeah. It's calming presence. Yeah. <laughs> very nice, very nice. <laughs> That's cute. I feel like you'd be good for the job, I guess. It, yeah, I did okay with it, but I definitely would take it home or like get yeah. stressed and. Do they offer like counseling and stuff for that as well? Um, I maybe if it's with the government, but I where I worked, I worked with the city municipal, uh, so we didn't have. Maybe they did, and I, I don't know. Yeah, because that's super important now. Like yes, you, yes, you, you mental hear, health. Like, is... a lot of people, you should be able to go and yes. seek mm. some sort distress. Of... Well, they did. Yeah. yeah, they would always talk amongst themselves in distress like situations and stuff if it was intense. 
Mm-hmm. So then you went on to a different... Yeah, I went to work at the North Battleford Youth Center, and that was built, or it was in a building, which is the Saskatchewan Hospital, which is a mental health hospital, a psychiatric hospital, mm-hmm. and it was built in the 1900s. I think it opened in, like, 1914, so quite an old building. Yeah, but especially it was, for Canada. Yes, for Canada. <laughs> yeah. I know, coming from you, no, it's like, that's still, a baby building. Coming from Europe, yeah, you're like, oh, that sounds nice, yeah. <laughs> it was old, though. It was the first mental health hospital in Saskatchewan, yeah. and yeah. it was, like, in a field with these gorgeous tall trees that overhang, and, like, it's made of brick, and it's a beautiful building, a beautiful grounds. It overlooks the river, the North Saskatchewan, but, um, where I worked in the youth center, it was an old part. It was the old morgue mm-hmm. in the building because they had, it was around since the 1900s, so they had graveyards and stuff from like staff and residents who okay. died there and they would have the morgue and stuff, which was full of stories. And <laughs> so yeah. when I started working there, I started working nights and everyone told a horror story about different ghosts they saw, like someone walking in a hallway because we were in the morgue area or whatever and like all these wow. terrible things and I was like 22 <laughs> working by myself yeah, at I night like, and like <laughs> I, I've seen calm but like inside I was scared shitless but then one night was like the worst night I never worked nights after it because it was so scary <laughs> like really? the way the building is it was our it was all attached in a bunch of hallways but like our the youth center was cordoned off and three floors, I guess. So it was really kind of a small square, but then you had three floors. The bottom floor is where you enter, and then the top three were kind of units, but then each one you could go down a hallway that would secretly connect to, like, the psychiatric oh, wow. hospital. Okay. But, like, so it was really old. You know, old places have like, secret hallways and rooms and stuff, so lots of those places. Yeah, so yeah. it was originally designed for... The whole hospital. Yeah, the whole building was a hospital, but then it was... The hospital and the youth center in one. But now it's actually closed down as of two weeks ago, I think. They built a new one. But, yeah, so it was open. And, yeah, super creepy, super old. Mm. Lots of creepy hallways, lots of weird doors. And they never really did a lot of modernization with it. Okay. So it was, like, old school scary. (laughs) (laughs) So one night I was working a night shift, and my supervisor asked me to go to get something from this weird random hallway. So there was this hallway that you could go off the units where nobody else was, where you do training sometimes. And they had a couple classrooms. They had a bunch of hallways that veered off for like rooms and stuff. Mm -hmm. Then they had, I don't know, lots of weird doors and windows. And you could see like the shadows from the trees from the outside. So like it was (laughs) really creepy and it wasn't well lit. You couldn't turn on all the lights when you were going down there. So yeah. (laughs) <laughs> they would always pull pranks on people, so I don't know if it was a prank or not, but he asked me to go down to get something from the kitchen. So I went down and, like, by myself down the hallway. So the whole entire walk down the hallway, like, it was shadows and everything on the side because you had the creepy windows on both sides with trees and, like, a weird light. And then there was also hallways and, like, weird rooms and so, and, like, random mirrors that you could, like... So you could see the, people behind you. You could see if there was, like, something behind oh, you. Like, so like This is, like, my worst nightmare. <laughs> yeah. Like so scary. Mirrors are insane. Like, so I think cool. mirrors are creepy because there's also oh. like a lot of um, spiritual things with them. Like yes. if yes. you sleep with a mirror facing you, it can steal your soul or something like that. Like and mirrors, there's a spiritual aspect to them. Yes. And a lot of, I'm gonna have to look this up, but there is um, like a lot of people would leave coins on the dead, mm-hmm. uh, so that the boatman it was basically the fee for the boatman to take you to the next yeah, world. Windows yeah. are my ultimate fear. Like, yeah, because I'm petrified. My mum used to always say to me, 
like when I was younger, I guess being an only child as well, like, make sure you close the curtains when you're getting changed or something. And the way to make me do that was you don't know if the boogeyman might be watching you. Um, she would yes. always say that, like, oh, really? Yeah, keep the curtains closed. <laughs> Why would you say that? Like, I just thought that was a sign that my mum, but for Mom. like, yeah, I to this day I walk past windows with my like my head over my eyes because I'm, I'm afraid someone's going to put their face mm-hmm. so right now I'm, I'm kind of imagining that I'm walking down this yes. corridor and there's windows and mirrors yes. and, it's and creepy doors scary. that are like half open <sighs> and then you can't see in the room because it's so dark <sighs> so I was walking down and I was walking very slow because I was terrified and I was trying to find the light switches or whatever so I turned on the two random lights but it was still quite dark in the hallway so I made it down to the end where the fridge was and I don't even know what I was getting something from the fridge but I was getting it and then I heard a noise and so I stopped and then all of a sudden I felt like a cold breeze go out the back of my neck and it wasn't the fridge because it was in my front and like I felt it and then my whole body I just felt something and so I dropped whatever I had in my hand and I ran down the hallway and I ran into the unit and I, the girl was working and then my supervisor was working and I said, I can't, I cannot go back there. Like, yeah, I, well, I cannot, there knew. was something, like, there was yeah. something and I felt like there was something behind me as I was running and I couldn't look in the mirrors either to look back because, like, yeah. I did not want to see anything the in the mirrors. Like, wow. So what was your responsibility at night? Like, why? Uh, night was just to, like, check on everyone in their rooms and stuff and... That's pretty much it. But there wasn't <laughs> rooms in this corridor. This no, was no, it was just like an empty corridor, an yeah. abandoned one that they use sometimes for training. So like I just something was in the fridge. I'm guessing like mayonnaise or something. <laughs> we yes. always snacked at night. <laughs> so As you would. Yeah, yeah. They wanted something, but like I yeah, don't even know. It was the worst Ooh, experience. So and I've never felt something, I guess. And yeah. I felt like something was there. And then I just ran. <laughs> so do you believe in spirits? That's like it kind of makes me believe in spirits, but then I don't know if it's spirits or like I don't know. Do you see Elon Musk smoking the joint and then saying like it was an alternate yeah. world or whatever? So yeah. it could that be like hilarious. a glitch in the system. Like you know, I don't know. I who am I to know? So yeah, yeah. It could be, but it definitely made me feel like it could be real. <laughs> yeah. So creepy. I just, I feel like I've heard so many legit people, like my sister and other people, that have had weird experiences that you can't mm-hmm. really explain. Yes. And it just, to me, it makes sense. Like, I don't think everything is as simple as some people would boil no. it down to. But, um, like, even, like, Stephen Hawking had his theory of multi-dimensional universes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that makes sense. Or, like, that, like, somehow there's a crossover sometimes of certain yeah. things or energies, I guess. Well, I reckon that's what deja vu is, is that you yes. are, um, like, when there's... There's so many different infinite possibilities that at some point they may end up crossing over, and that's when you get this sensation of deja vu. It's that's when that's your so kind cool. of different yeah. paths have crossed at one point. That is such a weird feeling too. When you mm-hmm. do have that, you're kind of like, I have totally been here before and yes. done this. It's yeah. not even like remembering like you go to Disneyland twice. It's not like no. that. Like I've been here at this time before. And you've had that same smell, that same conversation. Yeah. Or like, it's so creepy. It's such a so weird feeling. I don't necessarily believe in ghosts in terms of people coming back from the dead and sticking around, but I do think they leave like a kind of like an imprint. So it's like an energy that hangs around, and if you're a bit more susceptible to it or something else is going on in your head, that you're able to kind of tap into that. Like if mm-hmm. if something dramatic or horrifying happened to someone in a particular room or something, it kind of leaves its 
energy, I don't know, like, yeah. but it's not actually someone stuck there mm-hmm. all the time just doing this one thing. Mm-hmm. So I definitely think that's the case. And I still, there's still so much, like, definitely kind of t- telepathy or something that I don't think we've ever tapped into that when people just think the same thing as you. Like, I don't think that's coincidental. I definitely think there's a way of communicating Mm -hmm. without speech and I don't think we've quite tapped into it yet and therefore maybe that's what's lingering around too. Mm -hmm. That actually happened to me and Ryan yesterday and today about stupid stuff but like (laughs) just like randomly like I was walking towards Pip we were both walking towards her and then I was like her tattoo kind of looks like a raccoon's tail and he's like I was thinking the same thing. (laughs) It's weird yeah yeah and today it was something else I don't remember what it was. No, last time he said the thing about the raccoon tail. Today I said something. He was like, I was just about to say that. He was like, it was just like it, the same thing as Pip's tail yesterday. I mean, like, if your brain is thinking of, it can think of a thousand different things every few minutes. Mm-hmm. So yeah. how is it, how, I don't, I don't know how it could be coincidence that some person is thinking of the exact same thing at the same time. Yeah, and like, I'm around Pip all the time, so is he, but the fact that like two of us at the exact same time were thinking about her Tail looking tail, like a yeah. raccoon's tail. That's pretty yeah. Which, I mean, I've thought that probably before, but, like, I've never... Said it or anything. Yeah. Yeah. Just kind of funny. But, um, yeah. It's interesting. Brainwaves and stuff. Yeah. Actually, you know what I find fascinating is those... The stories about, like, twins that do kind of, um... There's one about two twins that actually murdered people I heard on another podcast. and might have been, um, my favorite murder. But basically, two twins, they ended up murdering people and then they were brought to a prison and they were kept in different areas of the prison and then guards would say when they would come upon them they would actually be standing in really weird positions and they'd both be doing it at the exact same time and they would say stuff and do stuff in unison even though they were nowhere near each other weird yeah there was these two twins in um, england that were visiting i think from some kind of scandinavian country and they didn't speak any English, and dispatch got a call, um, police to go to a, a very, very busy highway, like a five-lane highway. There was these um, two girls, one had got run over, and they went there, pulled up, and sure enough, one was kind of on the side, but they were both going crazy, like they, almost like they were on something, but they couldn't quite pinpoint and as the police like got there and kind of calming them down and calming the driver down, this other twin just ran out into the middle of the road and like got knocked down. Her leg is like broke. And then the other twin does exactly the same thing. They bring him back off and they run out again. They take him to prison. Anyway, it's a crazy, crazy story. And what happens next is even more bizarre. So definitely check it out. If you can. Yeah. Just type like... in like two crazy twins, <laughs> Highway UK. Yes. <laughs> that sounds like it's an ad for like <laughs> a movie or something. Yes. yes. I definitely does. want to look into it though. That sounds awesome. So we're back from our break now. We've had a little bit of munchies and some bubbly. And I also want to mention that I edited the last episode with our friend Radar in it, and there's a little bit of a fizzy sound that you can hear. <laughs> That's because I laid my my champagne glass right next to the mic. <laughs> I am a professional, <laughs> but not for podcasting. <laughs> we have to have champagne for every episode, so it's allowed. It's it's stories about being scared with bubbles. Yes. Basically, yeah. So yeah, this is our first episode really talking about stuff that's a bit more paranormal. And so I was thinking, I do have a couple of stories maybe I could tell. Um, one is my own experience. And um, actually, I might start off with the fact that we're in my house now, which was renovated four years ago. 
but it was built I think in the 20s or 30s so my yeah this floor that I'm on now it had tin test and so that's like a type of um shitty like asbestos no. I guess I don't know if it has asbestos in it, but it's very flammable, and that's okay. so instead of gyp rock, it had this very flammable <laughs> wall. Yeah, like most places. Yeah. Awesome. So it had to be taken out, and there was a lot of. Uh, it was also lined with newspapers underneath that too. What? <laughs> so basically, if you had a spark go off in here, it go up in flames. Um, so it had to be renovated. <laughs> wow. Um, so they were taking out the walls and stuff, and inside they actually found like a little army toy. And this little yellow woolen baby's hat. And it was like one of those hats that you knew was like old, old, like from definitely that era. So someone maybe put those as a memento, I guess, in the walls. Mm -hmm. So it was a baby's hat and a... A little army toy, like one of those little old school like army... Oh, okay. Stand up like figurines, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, we had these two child things that maybe it's where they had their first children or something, but mm -hmm. they lost them. Yeah, I know. Yeah, the house weird. It was just weird, but like the guys doing the house were like, "Look what we found in the walls! Like this is really weird." So, mm -hmm. yeah, and I'm also thinking where this house is so old and it's actually pretty big. It's got three different apartments in it. I'm sure, possibly someone's died here. I think. <laughs> I want. I thought I want that to have happened. No, but, but, but at some point. There's a high possibility. Someone died. Like, was it always that many bedrooms in it and stuff? Like, what was it when you first got it? Explain what the level yeah. was. Was it ever a single dwelling? I think originally it was a single dwelling. So, like, you'd walk into the house and then there was the main floor and then all the bedrooms are upstairs, which is where I live. So, like, my floor is a lot of little rooms because I have, like, an office bedroom, this room we're in, which is a TV room, and my spare bedroom and then the kitchen and bathroom and stuff so it's the f so it'd be like five bedrooms up here really. yes so i think it was for a bigger family mm -hmm. and then yeah. i don't know at what point it was split into three levels like for three different people but um i think the basement's a new thing like in the past 20 years okay but there's definitely been people living in the main floor and this floor for like the last 100 years so wow i'm i'm pretty sure <laughs> yeah. someone's died here <laughs> Yeah. I mean, I there's a little girl, there's a hat and all. Yeah. <laughs> kind of creepy. But I feel like if there is a ghost, it's a nice ghost because it's a nice, happy feeling here. So. Yeah. It is nice. It's, yeah, I'm You're not comfortable scared. here. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. my cats, I know cats are weird, but they yeah. do stare at stuff all the time. And Pip is always <laughs> afraid of random things. But she's looking at this. I said your name. Hmm. Hi. <laughs> she knows her name. Um, but she'll like stare at the ceiling and stuff and see stuff that's not there. Oh. <laughs> Cats wow. are weird. But you, you've never heard anything or seen anything. No, I've never had any experiences myself, but I did actually go through the house with sage burning whenever <laughs> I'm not lying. Really? Yeah, to cleanse. Because of what you found? Yeah. Uh, no, just because I was, there were, I don't know, I don't know who lived here. Well, I know there was a drug dealer in the basement before, and like, I'm just assuming. <laughs> yeah. Just get rid of all that bad kind of energy. energy. Whatever yeah. it was, like. Have you ever done a Ouija, like what's your full Ouija board? Ooh. Oh. I did one once. Did you? Yes. Really? Because my mum has yes. like... My mum is tri very against it. Yeah. Oh, really? My mum's like, yes. you, like she's up for anything, but she's like, you do not want to <laughs> mess with that shit. Like, that stuff will fuck um, you up. Yes. <laughs> yes. I didn't have a... But it was in junior high, I think, and we okay. were kind of drinking, Molson Ultra or something. So, like, we were drunk, but I don't remember anything weird happening. I just remember yeah. we it was creepy because it was a Ouija board, but... They didn't move. I feel like maybe because we weren't really serious, we were just kind of playing yeah. with it, that it wasn't so scary. Because they do say that the movement is 
tends to be the group doing it. Yes. You don't know yes. necessarily or... Yes. Yeah, no, it didn't go to anything or anything. It was just... Huh. I actually grew up... Terrible. Okay. I grew up with Ouija boards. Ooh. I had... Really? Oh, I totally forgot about that until just this moment. Um, no, I used it constantly all the time as a kid with my friends. I've heard that too, but my mum was like, so don't do it that I had to oh, really? we do that sometimes? Of yeah. course. I probably still have my old Ouija board at my parents' house. Because, I don't do it in my house. We can do it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm all about it. No, I had one. I got one when I was in probably grade one or grade two. And any time I'd have a sleepover or anything, I'd always use it. Really? And my friends will, like, say that this happened if they remember. But it did. It was one of my birthday parties. We were using the Ouija board. And it was my friend Andre was there, Becky and Laura. And I don't remember who else at the time. But those three were definitely there. And, um... We were using the Ouija board in my parents' like computer room, and like it was for some reason my stuffed animals were on the shelves there. And I remember saying, <laughs> um, "Andrew will remember this, so I hope she's listening now." And um, I remember saying, "Like if you're there, give us a sign." And one of my stuffed animals, my elephant, actually like fell onto the ground, like from one of the top shelves, and nothing, like no one was moving in the room. There was no windows open. It just fell right off. And then we ran out screaming all of us. Oh, of course my, you did. Yeah. My dad yeah. don't remember this because I went to him and I was like, you have to burn it. That's the only way to get rid of the spirit in it because I used to read all the but stuff. But then the elephant off yeah. the Ouija board. Yeah, because if there's a possessed spirit in it, that technically it's the only way to get rid of it is you have to, to burn, burn it. it. Yeah. Burn the Ouija board. So I told my dad to do that. And I remember years later going through something in like the shed <laughs> and being like, and then all of a sudden I saw the Ouija board. It's like, he didn't burn that like and he said he did. Yeah. <laughs> that would have been for you. The elephant toy right there. Yeah. Speaking to someone who has never done it before, mm-hmm. like you obviously start off and ask it, like if anyone's here or whatever. Yeah. Do you? But like, they don't always move. Sometimes it could be over in like a minute or something, right? Like or most times I've used it, it's moved. But like I think my friend Matthew Power admitted to moving it a lot as a kid. I think I have to check up with him on that, but I think he did years later. Him and my friend Ryan Lush and me. So Ryan, Matthew, and me and. Maybe my friend Heather and Nikki used to use it a lot. And uh, I have to check with Matthew Power enough, but every time I used it with him and Ryan, it would move. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Seems fishy. So we didn't come up with, like, proper, obviously, not necessarily answers because, you know, they did it, but it would answer you. Like, oh, like, and I thought it was real the whole time. So, like, really? Yeah, so, like, there's a yes and no and, like, a goodbye, and then there's the whole alphabet and numbers. So we'd always ask them their name, how old were you when so you I died. Yes. The exorcist, like, put me off that as well as my mum. Well, the thing with Ouija boards, the rule is, and this is probably to due to the possible reason of what you said of why it moves, you're not supposed to use it alone because then you get possessed. Which oh. I never did because I actually believe that, so I only yeah. use it with someone else. I probably wouldn't have done that. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, so I still probably have it. I have to check with my dad because I had... We used to use it a lot, and I remember even the sound of... The felt bottom of it, like, moving around. I remember how it felt. I remember everything. Funny. Yeah. It's weird how certain things you remember. Yeah. So you should totally... We're going to be doing this Harry Potter pub call on <gasps> yes. the 7th of November. I think it is, or the 9th? 9th of November. Yeah. So maybe we should do that before we go out. I'm 100% down. Let's do it. Get the girls around and... Actually... Would you do it in this house? Yes, of course. <laughs> Definitely. I really want to do it. I won't want to do She'd be like, Lara, what are you doing? (laughs) My mum, like, convinced me 
I, I, I kind of hope she doesn't listen to this because this may be breaking a little bit of Let's her. say hi to her just in case. Okay, just in case. Hi, Mom. In England. <laughs> Christina is her name. Um, hi, Christina. Hi. <laughs> she, uh, this is kind of a bit of a sensitive subject, but she had a tarot card reading when she was younger. Oh. And she was really into, like, uh, a lot of biker, um, a group of biker friends. So they all used to go up these racetracks and stuff. And anyway, I... This is one of the reasons why Ouija boards were such a big no-no in the house that she ended up doing these tarot cards probably against her upbringing because she was very, very strong Catholic mm-hmm. and her parents would not have approved of any kind of anything like that. But she, the, how she retold this to me, she seemed convinced that a couple of her friends died uh, shortly after doing this tarot card reading. Mm-hmm. And she believes to this day that that was... A reflection of what she went and did and kind of feel some guilt towards it which is a really bizarre i i don't know the circumstances around it or Mm -hmm. but it stayed with her long enough Mm -hmm. from a like you know 20 something to impart that on me to then be like don't do that stuff because that shit is real Uh i'm willing to kind of explore it now (laughs) but it's weird how you're brought up with your own with your parents fears but i my friend I think I was about 13 or 14. She was really into like Ouija boards and tarot cards, which I never did with her. But she wants to go to, I guess, I don't know if you have them here, but there is a thing called a spiritualist church back home. And they're very much into connecting with, um, I don't even know if it's Christian. I think it's founded in some Christian beliefs. Okay. But it is a spiritualist church and they're all about mediums and seances and that sort of thing, connecting with spirits in the other world. Hmm. And I was kind of a skeptic, and I remember she. This is honest to God, I don't know why I haven't told you this before, but she invited me to this mill, and it was like I don't know, twenty bucks a ticket, and you sit in this church and you have supper, and every table has uh, had a medium on the on the table with you. And I remember going in, being very skeptical, and like, well, I obviously this this dinner is so that we divulge some information that's going to help him later on or whatever. So I kept my mouth shut the entire dinner because I didn't want to give him any clues. Yeah. Oh, so I thought, and then after dinner, it went round the table, and you got like two or three minutes with him, and it moved on to the next person. I'm getting goosebumps. Just this is honest to God. <laughs> so I sit with him, and he, and I'm not believing. I don't want to believe because I don't. Again, for my mum's kind of insecurities, I don't want to connect with anything really. But mm-hmm. I'm interested to see if it would work. So he starts. Um, the first thing he says is. You know, he asked me who I am or how old I am and that sort of thing. So we can gain a bit of information from that. But he says, um, where you're living is a fish tank. I didn't answer yes or no. But yes, there is. A, I was living with my mum in her apartment and she had a fish tank. That's oddly specific. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is honest to God. Like not many people have that anymore. No. no. And I'm getting goosebumps. It's weird. Anyway, so he said um, fish tank and then he said it's a tropical fish tank. And again, I tried not to. He said, "You've your fish keep dying. And they had been. Recently, they had been dying. And again, I didn't say anything. He said, when you go home, go and check the temperature. It's not right. You need to check the temperature and make it a bit lower, and that will sort it out. Sure enough, went home, told my mum. She changed the temperature. Our fish stopped dying. Oh. Wow. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. So then he goes on, and he said, I, he told me that he connected with my nan and said that your nan's really proud of you, you're doing your GCSEs at the moment, which is kind of like high school. And he could have known that because of my age. But he said, like, I can see you looking at all these books and you're you're doing really well in history. 
yes, I was doing well in history, but he said, you know, your nan's looking after you. And kind of, okay, you know, you hit the nail on the head, but you could have got that from my age. But he said, there's this man looking west, and all I can say is on the shore looking west. I think he's, um, I don't think he said grandfather, but he said he's some sort of older relation to you. And he's saying, by G's by. Oh, what? And this is in England. Mm. He said, I've never heard this term before, but he's saying, by G's by. Wow. Does that mean anything to you? And at that point, I remember like getting very flustered and like, mm-hmm. and was kind of like, okay, move on. And I, again, I spoke to mum, and I, at this point, I didn't know that phrase. And I said to my mum, this guy said, by G's by, and she started crying. She was oh like, that's your granddad. That's, that's from Newfoundland. He would, And I don't know why this has just suddenly hit me. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Remembering, but it's weird how you forget really crazy yes. things, and yeah. you start talking about it, and you're like, oh, wow. Whether yeah. I believe it or not, but he was some kind of cool con artist. Yeah. That, like, it's uh, pretty <laughs> insane, yeah, to have that many details. And stuff. Yeah. And looking west, because you were in England at the time, right? So yeah. So I would have been looking at Newfoundland, basically. Yeah. Because we're right there. Exactly, yeah. But what about... So you definitely haven't had anything with the Ouija board, but have you had any kind of... Yes, and this is going to sound cheesy. But, <laughs> no. um, I had a cat before, um, my two cats, and I'm... I know I, miss, I talk about them a lot, but they're right here with us, actually. Doug is asleep. So and just being really sweet. Doug is my sweet, like, lazy, I don't care about anything but food and naps kind of cat. Oh. And Pip is my neurotic rescue, semi-feral cat who only likes two people in the world, which is me and Ryan, basically. Yeah. And my friend Andrea for, like, a month when she was away. <laughs> I, had to, I went to, to China for a month, and she came here, and then when I came back, they were best friends. Aww. It was really cute. Aww. It was cute. And she acted like she didn't know me. And then, <laughs> But then the next day, because Andrea, I think, slept over that night, but then went, or she went away, I think, and then came back a day later. And then Pip acted like she's never met her before. So it's really, wow. she turned on her very fast. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I always loved animals in particular. I actually grew up with dogs. But um, Francis was my first cat. He was a sweet little, like, long-haired, white, perfect, mm. like, floof. Floof. Like, he was just the nicest. He was, like, dog, but a little bit more awake. And like <laughs> <laughs> Doug is currently passed out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just like couldn't be bothered. Um but Francis is like him, but he'd always be like kind of asleep on someone. But he wasn't annoying, like he'd just be around mm-hmm. and just very cute and sweet. And he died suddenly when he was four because he had uh, leukemia. Aww. And um yeah, and it came out of nowhere, which was really sad because he I didn't even know he was sick. Like he didn't show me symptoms until about two weeks before he had to get put down. Um so they do tests and stuff and figured it out before? Or? Yeah, so basically he just, uh, what was it? He stopped eating, I think that's what it was. And maybe had litter box issues. And they happened around the same-ish mm-hmm. time. Like, he had litter box issues for a little bit. But I think, and that was due to the thing. Actually, no, he had symptoms about six months before. And um, I think he had, like, he was scratching a lot and had a couple of little, like, um, I don't want to say sores, but, like, little spots on him. And so I brought him to the vet, and they said it was a food allergy. And recently, my dad had given him some food that had, like, I used to feed him all natural grain-free stuff, and my dad had given him some, like, whiskey's treats, so I mm-hmm. thought it was that. Yeah. But um, it was probably this, just showing up earlier. Oh so, like, I didn't, anyway, so, like, the vet told me that it was probably a food allergy. And so, six months later, he just was sleeping constantly and just wasn't acting like himself, and, like, 
wasn't eating, so then I brought him to the vet, she did blood work, and it turns out he had, like, no white blood cells left, and I, we had to put him down, like, within a day, and I was, like, oh. so devastated, so, like, we put him down, and, um, I remember being in, because I was thinking, it was, I moved to, away to film school, um, for 10 months, and so my parents looked after my cat while I was away, so we lived in my parents' house, because I was living out with my friends, and then I moved back with my parents before and after film school, and then after we put him down, I remember me and my dad being in the room, and this was only days later, and I swear to God, I heard him meow, and it was his meow, and it was in the house, and me, and then I was not going to say anything, because I was like, did I just hear that? And then I said to my dad, like, did you hear that? And my dad was like, yes, and he had this, like, look on his face, and I was just like, we didn't really say much after, I was like, but what was that? Like, we both kind of were just like... Your dad heard it. We both heard it, yeah. And it, there were wow. no other cats around. It was his yeah. meow, and it was in the house, and it was so weird. Aww, yeah, weird. it was only days after we put him down, too. I guess if we're open to having humans having spirits, why wouldn't yes. animals yes. have a spirit? No, it could have been a coincidence there was a cat outside that sounded just like mm-hmm. him. I mean, that would be a really weird coincidence, but I swear to God, like, you know your pet. Yes. yes. Well, that's what, like, I've had that conversation before. Like, a lot of people say, oh, you know, they sound, they wouldn't necessarily hear a difference. But when you, when it's your pet, you're spending time with them. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They have their own. Like, I can tell the difference between my cats. Yes. So why wouldn't I, I could definitely tell them between someone outdoors and. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and he had this very specific meow, because, like, when he'd wander in the house and he didn't know where you were, he would meow a certain way looking for you. And that was the way the meow sounded. So sad. You yeah. might want to fact check this because I'm not entirely sure, but someone told me that like cats would not meow unless they there is human, human. interaction. I've read that too. Yes. So they only learn to meow for humans in the wild, and when they're on their mm-hmm. own, they don't meow to each other. Yeah. Yes. And they're actually mimicking some tones human. in your yes. in your voice box. So that would make sense. It would have its own distinct because it's Noises. mimicking you. Yeah. Cute. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I've read that actually before too. And yeah, like I said, the weirdest thing about that was I know it. it was his meow and my dad heard it too we were in the same room yeah. at the same time that's weird yeah yeah which is creepy and your dad didn't say much afterwards no we were just both kind of like was that real like yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. what do you just say like, because yeah. he's a huge skeptic too and mm-hmm. i don't really know i don't remember the full conversation but i remember just being super weirded out like about it but yeah and i remember after he passed away i went to the spca to drop off all his stuff and like i the woman was like Oh, why are you giving all this? Where is this cat stuff coming from? And I was like, it's from my cat. And I just oh. put it down. And I started crying in front of everyone, and she was just like, oh. I'll take it. <laughs> Please leave. But yeah. Oh, that's that sad. Funny. We've covered some pretty sad topics tonight. Yeah, I know. Death is a hard one. It is a hard one. But it's a necessary part of life. Yeah. I really yes. enjoyed going to different subjects this week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice. Awesome. And yeah, we'll see you, I guess this is our, we only planned to originally do three, so we may continue after this, I guess. I guess it depends how people feel about it, if they like it or not want us to do more. Yeah, and we'll invest into some podcast equipment, because we're just recording on one of my Zoom records, which is not ideal for it, but... <laughs> it still sounds pretty good, but it, but we could It could be better, yeah. Good upgrade. Yeah, we need some individual mics, because we're all in the same one, so that's what we need, I think. I would love to come back and do a Halloween special. Yeah. Yeah. Well, until next time. Have a great day. And if you get shit-baked, contact us and tell us about it. (laughs) (laughs) See you later. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye. (laughs)